people plan their day or their week around what was going on with Dan. What, I mean, what Dan said. So if it said it was going to rain, they might bring their umbrella. Or some people, you even dress accordingly to whatever the weatherman said, right? You prepare yourself based on, if he says it's going to rain, you'll bring your umbrella. If he says it's going to be 30 degrees outside, for some of us, like me, I can't stand to be cold. I'm a Florida girl. So I take my, I take my coat, you know, because I don't want to be cold. Um, and, and, you know, now they've gotten to the point where they say, oh, you might want to do layers because it's going to be this temperature at this part of the day, and then it's going to get to be this temperature. You know, so some people, like I said, they plan their day, they plan their week based on watching the weather, right? So this scripture, um, you know, in this scripture, Jesus, when we come in, we came in on the 22nd verse where... Uh, Jesus was had, um, it says, immediately after this. So just to bring y'all up to date to where we, we are in this moment, they had just fed the 5,000, right? So they had just watched Jesus. He just did this miracle where he broke the bread, the fish and the, five, the, fish and the bread, and fed all these people. And so Jesus, he said, well, okay, to the disciples, I want y'all to go out and... Um, I'm going to get these people, you know, situated and send them home. So I want y'all to go ahead of me and, you know, go um, across the sea. And so um, my first point is that I, ha I have four points that I'm going to hit um, over this, you know, time that I'm going to speak. My first point is, is that Jesus knows about your storm. So Jesus knew that there was going to be a storm when he sent them across this lake, the river. He knew it was a lake. It said it was a lake. He knew that there was going to be a storm, but he sent them out anyway. He sent them out anyway. Why would Jesus send them out into a storm? Um, Jesus went up into the hills to pray. So he done sent them out into the storm. And he up in the hills of the mountains, as the King James Version says, he up in the mountains and he praying. And so um, this storm come on the boat while Jesus up praying. And when I think about prayer, generally, and especially in the mountains, if you picture the mountains, you picture, you know, a calm and serene place, right? And um, he's up there in the midst of in peace. And they are down there in hell. <laughs> the, the winds and the waves are boistering. They're, they're going. And, you know, you think about a boat sitting on the, on the river, um, I'm sorry, on the lake, and it's being tossed to and fro. And they out there, and where are they going to go? When there's a, this major storm out there, and they're in the middle of the lake, where are they going? What can they do? Right? They can't. They can't make the storm stop. And they're trying to. They following what Jesus said, so they're gonna keep continue to press forward. So you can't turn. They they're not gonna turn around. So what are they gonna do out there in the middle of this storm? 
But Jesus is up praying. And it says that night fell while he was up there. So he was up there for a long time praying. So that means it was daytime when he sent them off. And now it done turned to be nighttime. And they still out there in the storm while Jesus is praying. So the word says that um, Jesus came down in the fourth watch. So in the fourth watch, that means that it was about 3, 4 o'clock in the morning when Jesus decided that he was going to come down to see about the disciples. About 3 o'clock in the morning, he came toward them walking on water. He came in his own timing. See, son, and sometimes when we in a storm and we, we're asking God why, 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 and it seems like it's taking forever. It seems like it's just taking forever. God, where are you? Where are you, God? And God is sitting there, or he's there, and he's watching. He knows that you're in the storm. He gave you the command to go in the way that you're going. So he already knew about everything that you were going to go through before you started going through it. Amen? Amen. And you, So you have to have assurance that, okay, God, if you gave me this command to go this way, then surely you already know and understand what I'm going through. You know this storm that I'm in. So you, I know that at some point you're going to come, you're going to show up. And so our question a lot of time is, God, when are you going to show up? <laughs> so Jesus, he coming towards them walking on the water. And so they thought that it was a ghost. And Jesus said, no, it's not a ghost. It's me. And so he says it's me. So I, in, in my mind, in my mind, I'm like, well, okay. Um, if Jesus walking towards them and it's, 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 it's raining and it's storming, you know, and, and so I, I assume if it's real bad. I mean, you, you know how sometimes when it's raining real bad and you're trying to drive and you really you can't see? You're, try, you're trying to get to where you're going, but the, the rain is just coming down. So especially when it's that, the wind going too, you can't see nothing. Sometimes, for some people, you got to pull over because you just can't see. And so that's kind of what I imagine when I think about, you know, Jesus walking out and coming. And so Peter, when Jesus said, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Jesus. So Peter heard his voice, but he like, I, I really, I can't see him. You know, that's that's what this this me. Maybe I, I can't see him. So Peter said, Well, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come walking on on the water to you. In the King James version, it says, um, Bid me to come, and Jesus just simply said, Come. Now, my point here, my second point is, when in doubt, ask. If you don't know, if God telling you to do something, or you feel like you don't heard the voice of the Lord, and you're you like, uh, God, I'm not, I'm not really sure, ask. Ask. God, if it's you, that's, just, that's what Peter did. He said, God, if it's, if it's you, tell me to come. And Jesus said, simply said, come. Come. And at that point, at that point, 
Peter, he stepped out. Uh, how many times has God shown up and you just weren't sure it was him? You just weren't sure. God, I don't know. How many times do you question? God, is this you? God, if it's really you, because that's what Peter did. God, if it's really you. God, if it's really you, give me a sign. God, if it's really you, do this. And then I'll do this. God, if it's really you, we got to get to the point where we just trust God. We just trust God. Really, I feel like there really there shouldn't have been God if it's really you. If you know God's voice, you should move. You should move. It, it, there's a term called simple obedience, and, when, and it's just what it says. Simply, simply obey. When God says something, you move. You don't question. You don't ask. You don't look to the left. You don't look to the right. You just move. And it don't matter how you feel on the inside. Amen. Because sometimes, you know, fear, fear, will, fear will get the best of you. Your, your, your own thoughts will get the best of you. And you, 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 um, you'll, you'll get sidetracked. When we stop, when will we stop faking like we have faith and actually step out and move and live by faith? What I mean by faking? <laughs> what do I mean by faking? Yes, I have faith. See, we can quote the scriptures, but are we living by them? Amen. Are we living by them? Are you actually living by faith? Well, you feel like God told you to start your own business, or you feel like God told you to go and testify or to speak to this person, or God told you to give this person something, or God told you you feel like that, but then you got you you could come up with a thousand questions as to why. You shouldn't do that and talk yourself out of doing what God told you to do. Are you really living by faith? You scared of what somebody going to say if you do what God says that you're going to do, what God told you to do. Are you really living by faith? So, like I said, Peter hears Jesus say, come. My third point is we got to trust the command and the timing. So, Peter knows Jesus' voice at this point. He say, okay, I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to go back and forth with him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what God said, and I'm not going to, you know, tongue rustle. There's no more conversation. And Peter steps out on the water, and he is now walking on the water. In the storm, he is now walking on the water. Even though he can't hardly see, he's walking on the water. Even though... <laughs> He really not supposed to be walking on the water because now he's walking. He done said I will do what he said he was going to do. And he is doing this thing that is unbelievable. That, that if he told anybody, they wouldn't believe him that he's doing it. He's doing this. He's doing what is unobtainable. It's impossible. That's right. There, are there things that you dream of that are simply out of reach? Why don't you ask Jesus for permission to come? Why don't you ask Jesus, why don't you ask God for permission to move forward in that thing that you want to do? The word says that if we, if we delight ourselves in him, that he would give us the desires of our heart. That's what it says. Do you believe that? Or is it just a scripture? Do you believe it? Or is it just a scripture? 
we have to remember that faith is an action word. It's an action word. You have to do something in order to, to show your faith, in order to, to be moving or to be acting in faith. You have to do something. Once again, Peter asked, and Jesus said, come. And like I said, this was in the middle of a storm. And oftentimes we want to wait for perfect conditions to move forward. And God is saying, I saw the storm before I sent you out on the boat. I watched you rowing. I watched you toiling through the storm before you saw me, before you acknowledged me. I saw you already before you decided to pray to me when you was talking to everybody else. Before you decided to come to me, when you thought I wasn't paying attention, I was there. I was already there. So, my third point is you got to ignore the wind. Ignore the wind. So, Peter is in this hazy, limited, his vision is limited. Walking and he's walking by faith and not by sight because he can't he can't really see, right? And so he steps out on out of the boat and he begins to walk on the water and he's doing it. He walking. He's he already doing it, right? And he's doing the unimaginable. And then he allows the wind to come and throw him off. The wind, to throw him off. The wind is loud. This is my imagination. The wind loud. And it's, it's pushing him probably because it, it said the wind was boisterous. To me, that's big and it, it's just heavy. You ever tried to walk against the wind? So, Peter lets the wind get in his head. You can't do this. Why are you out here on the water? You ain't qualified to walk on the water. Who are you? You have never done this before. Ain't nobody in your family ever did this. Everybody that tried this before, they failed. Maybe this ain't the right time. <laughs> it's always been done this way. You just want to be different. You're trying to do something different. Listening to the wind. How many times you done tried to do something and you done heard something like what I said? How many times did you stop in your tracks because of the things that you heard? Listening to the wind. We can't listen to the wind. Not when we walking by faith. You can't listen to the wind. You got to keep pressing forward. It don't matter what anybody says. It does not matter. You got to keep moving forward. It don't matter what you tell yourself. Because, see, sometimes we are our worst enemy. Sometimes we are our worst enemy. We're moving forward and like, why, why am I doing this? Why am I in this? What, what? I shouldn't be doing this. I don't know what I'm doing. You don't have to know what you're doing. As long as God knows, you don't have to know. Amen. We're supposed to seek him for all of our direction. Whether we go left, whether we go right, whether we pursue something, whether we take a step back, whether we stay still. It all comes from the Lord if we allow for it to. But what we want to do is we want to tell this person, that person, this person, this person, that person, that person, this person. And then all of these people got all their opinions. 
And then, and sometimes people don't mean no harm. They're just telling you what they feel. And you can't get mad at them for feeling how they feel about whatever it is that you're telling them. It, it is what it is, right? Everybody's perception is their perception, and that's their reality. So now you opening up yourself to have all these different perceptions about your situation. And then at the end of the day, who got to live with them decisions? And so now, are you going to walk by their opinions or are you going to walk by faith? Are you going to walk by your opinion or are you going to walk by faith? It's very easy to, to, to listen to everything else that's going on. Social media, we got avenues from social media, Instagram, Facebook, all, everybody got a quote, everybody got something to say, everybody got this, everybody, you know what I'm saying? But what about what the word says about your situation? The word, the same Bible that spoke thousands of years ago still speaks to our situations today. We can't get caught up in that and saying, oh, you know, the Bible doesn't say this about this situation. Oh, yes, it does. It does. If you get in the word and study it and ask God, ask God, God, what does your word say about this? And I, I guarantee you he'll show you. I guarantee you. And you can't, and real quick, just generationally, because I know a lot of times, you know, because most of us didn't come from families that have a lot, you know, or that have had. And so sometimes, you know, especially when you get to know God and know who God is and realize that you don't have to live under those same circumstances and those same situations that your family <laughs> lived under before you, you don't have to accept that into your life. So it does not matter what if you are the first person in your family to do a thing, you should be that. You should break that generational cycle that has been going through your family. You know, mama, daddy, granddaddy, whoever. Break it. Be the first. Step out. Be the first. And it doesn't matter. Sometimes, you know, family is, sometimes your family is the worst ones to talk against whatever it is that you're doing. Move forward anyway. Move forward anyway. The Lord will work it out. You can't focus on that. You got to focus on what the Lord has put in your heart to do. You, that's what you got to focus on. Be the one to break the generational curse. Be the one to do that. Move forward by faith. So now Peter, Peter is out here and he walking on the water and he start listening to the wind. And mind you, Jesus' position never changed. Jesus' position never changed. Jesus didn't say nothing. He, Jesus' position never changed during this situation. So Peter, now that he's listening to the wind, and fear has set in. See, when you start paying attention to everything else, it, it makes your faith begin to dwindle. If Peter had enough faith to step out on the water, he had enough faith to make it all the way to Jesus. But he let his faith, he, he let his fear, he let the wind talk him out of his faith. Don't let the wind talk you out of your faith. Don't, don't do it. So then Peter, he began to sink. 
he physically began to sink in the water. But see, for us, we began to drown spiritually, we drown emotionally, we drown financially because we listened to the wind. Because we listened to the wind. I dare you to stop listening to the wind on this morning and see how your situations begin to change. The wind, it also represented things that we cannot control. Situations and circumstances that are going to happen regardless as to how much you prepare for them, regardless as to how much you try to avoid it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So why are you stressing over it? Why are you stressing over it? Stress and fear is the opposite of faith. If you operating in stress and you operating in fear, you're not operating in faith. You're not. The stuff gonna happen anyway. So why why if 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 you if you stressing over it, how is it gonna change your situation? How is it going to change your situation? It, exactly, it's not. So what's your stress matter for? You just giving yourself more gray hairs. You you just you just you just stressing yourself out. You causing yourself not to be able to think about things or to focus on things that you really should be focusing on because you over here you stressing about this that you can't change at all. You ain't got no 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 not, nothing to do with it. But you're stressing about it. Pray about it and let God work it out. Jesus is right there and you will begin to sink. And you will drown if you don't catch yourself. You will drown. And see when the, the, the word also says, it says that he that observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that regardeth the cloud shall not reap. That's Ecclesiastes 11th chapter in the fourth verse. So basically what that's saying is, is if you look for a reason to, to not do something, not do a thing, you'll find it. It's just like, you know, my grandma always said, you go looking for something, you'll find it. You know, if, if, if you, you, you know, she called it handpecking, like, you know, just... You you trying to find something. You trying to find the bad in the situation. You trying to find oh, this just can't be right. This just can't be good. God really can't be blessing me like this. No, no, they 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 didn't give me that money um for no reason. They got to be strings attached. Oh, she being nice to me for a reason. She got to want something. You will you'll find wrong in the situation if that's what you want. That's what that scripture is saying. Peter wasn't, Peter was paying attention to the wind. He, Peter wasn't paying attention to the wind when he started walking in the water. And the wind was already there. It was, already, it was there when he started. So why you start paying attention to it after you already doing what you just set out to do? It was already there. And then what got me about this whole, this, this whole situation with Peter walking on the water Peter hadn't already basically made it to Jesus. He hadn't already basically made it. 
Watching things um, happen around you and unfold and, and those things are contrary to what God has told you is observing the wind. You have a couple moments during the day and it's just when you when and you be like, it's, when I say moments, I mean like something happens. So like say you get up in the morning, you walk outside and your tire flat. Um, or you ain't had no coffee. First you ain't got no coffee, then your tire flat. And, you know, then you, you stub your toe. And then here you go, oh, it's just one of them days. You speaking that over your whole day. Why? You got the power to turn that whole thing around. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And you're going to have the fruit. You're going to have whatever it is that you say. So Peter's sinking and Jesus immediately stretches out his hand and grabs Peter. So that's how I know Peter had them basically made it to Jesus. Because it didn't say that Jesus walked to him. It didn't say he had to go to him. It said he reached for it, stretched forth his hand and pulled Peter up. So Peter had them already made it. So when, when I started thinking about this, I thought about my own life. And so... Um, Many, many, I say many years ago, but it wasn't that long ago, but it was a while ago. I was in college. I was in school, right? And so I was going to school to get my, um, my bachelor's degree um, in accounting because I wanted to be an accountant at the time. Miss Dorothy. Wanted to be an accountant. And so I, uh, I'm in school, and uh, this is what I want to do. I'm in school. And I was working, and I was um, taking care of Gabe, taking care of my kid, you know, and so I'm in school, and I'm doing it, doing the thing. And it was a little challenging, but I was doing it, you know. I was making pretty decent grades, and my life started falling apart. The economy, this is around 2008, because that's when, you know, the economy crashed, and in Florida, the tourist economy, you know, it, it really took a, a huge hit. And so I couldn't find a job. I had done, I had done, um, I quit my job because they were moving some circumstances. And so um, I was trying to find another job that was closer to where we were living. And so I'm still in school and I'm trying to find a job and, you know, I got bills to pay and all of this stuff. And so and then I was married at the time, and my husband was acting crazy, and, you know, this and that. And so it just, like, everything just, I felt like I was in a hailstorm. Just one thing right after the other, boom, 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 boom. And then my car broke down, and I, I couldn't get the car fixed. It was going to cost a whole lot of money, and I didn't have money to get the car fixed. And then, um, so... Now I'm about to lose my house because I can't find no job and this and that. And so, and I'm still in school and all these things just, you know, all this stuff is happening. Life is going on, right? And so I said, forget school, I'm done. I, I just, I, I, I can't, I can't focus on this, you know. And so many years later, not many years, but maybe like five, six years later, so and I moved to Virginia, and I'm here. And um, my manager at the time, he said, um, he pulled me in the office, and he said, Nikki, he was like, you, you real bright. You know what you're doing. You know, and I'm in a completely different field, you know, working in business analysis and project management. And so, but his point was that everybody had a degree except for me. And so he says, 
um, why don't you have your degree? I thought I heard you say you had your associate's degree, but why don't you have your bachelor's degree? And I was like, eh, you know, just life got in the way, you know, this, that, and the third. And so he said, well, how much, um, how many credits do you need to get your bachelor's degree? Uh, I don't know. He was like, how don't, why don't you know? I just didn't, life was just so crazy. I just, I didn't know. And so um, he said, call him. And I said, okay. So I leave out his office and I go on about my business. I didn't call him. I didn't call the school. And so he called me back. About a week later, he called me back in. And so I sit down and I talk to him. And he said, so did you um, call the school? And I said, no. He said, so what school was it? I told him the school. And um, so he looked the number up and we called him right then. And so, y'all, <laughs> I had two classes left. Two classes left before I would have had my bachelor's degree. Two classes. I sat there and I cried because I did not realize I was at the finish line. I was, but I let life situations get in the way and deter me and get me so off focus. One, I didn't know what I had left. I didn't know how far I had to go. Because, I mean, it was real easy to know, you know, how many classes you got left. You know what you need. But life was just so crazy, in my opinion. See, if I would have been praying and if I would have been focused and all that, then that, that wouldn't have been an issue, you know. But I was not. And so, like I said, I had two classes left, and I cried. And I said, you know what? This will never happen again. I went back to school, and I got my degree. I, actually, I got my degree in business, uh, business administration with an emphasis in accounting. That was what I ended up doing. So I added more classes because I was like, well, I'm not in accounting, so I'm just going to do this. But I finished. I went a whole other year, and I finished, and I got my degree. Um, you know, with the help of the Lord, because then I had Anna and I had, you know, just life was completely different. But I still did it. And this time I didn't focus on six situations and circumstances. And I said, okay, I'm going to focus and I'm going to get this done. Peter, he was observing the wind. I was observing the wind. We cannot observe the wind when we talk about doing things for the Lord, when we talk about accomplishing our goals, when we talk about moving forward in the things of God, we cannot observe the, observe the wind. So Jesus said to Peter, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt me? And like I said, Peter had an already made it, y'all. How many times have you been right there and just gave up? How many times? And you know, and I, as I thought about this, I was like, you know, it's probably so many times that we done gave up and we didn't even know that we was right there at the finish line. And we won't ever know because, you know, that might be a task where God just said, okay, they, they didn't finish it. So we just going to, they forego that blessing. They forego that chance or that opportunity. I don't want to miss any opportunities that God has lined up for me. 
I don't know about y'all. So they, Jesus and Peter, they get to the boat and the wind stops. The wind stops when they get on the boat. The wind stops when they get on the boat. The wind stops when they get on the boat. Do y'all get that? Once Peter got with Jesus <laughs> and they got back to the boat, the wind stopped. We just got to make it back to Jesus. We just got to make it back to Jesus. He'll make it all right. The wind will stop. The wind will stop. The storm will cease. But you just got to make it back to Jesus. My question is to you, and this is my fourth point, and I'm finished. How different would Peter's testimony have been if he never listened to the wind? How different will your testimony be if you don't listen to the wind? How different would my situation have been if I would have stayed the course and finished those two classes? We have to decide, make a conscious decision not to listen to the wind, but to continue in faith, knowing that no matter what it looks like, if God sent you, he is with you through every storm. 